welcome to the first episode of the Comfort Zone podcast. First of all, I have no experience with podcasting, so I'm recording this um, sitting on my bed in my flat in Berlin on my iPad. Um, so please don't judge the content of this episode by its audio quality. I promise it's going to get better, but I wanted to start anyways. And today is going to be all about perfectionism. So it's actually a good example because I'm quite the perfectionist and recording this on my iPad without a microphone is totally against my nature, but still I wanted to do it and, you know, practice what you preach. So I'm doing it right now. But now let's get right into the topic. If you are like me, perfectionism, more often than not, doesn't help you get to your goal, but actually stands in your way of being good at something. The thing is, we, as perfectionists, try to always be better, and in the process of doing that, we forget to acknowledge what we are already really good at doing. For example, um, take school or uni or sports, that's a huge thing for me. I always compare myself to people who are very, very, very good at a certain thing. And what I never do is to um, actually compare myself to the whole person, but always just to the one thing they are really good at and that's unrealistic and I know it but sometimes it's important to take some extra notice of this and I know that this is an issue for all my fellow perfectionists so sometimes being aware that other people even though they excel at certain things don't excel at everything in their lives it's just um, this one thing and yeah it's important to keep that in mind there are some practices I want to talk about today that can help um, when perfectionism tries to get the best of us and in order to better understand them let's just have a look at some of the basic principles behind perfectionism and what actually is going on in our psychology when we're being perfectionistic. So there is one theory in psychology and it, um, it suggests that there are three different versions of ourselves. One is the real version, which um, is obviously who we are right now and how we behave, how we act. It's the person we live as. The second version of ourselves is um, what we would ideally want to be. So it's our so-called ideal self. And the difference between our real self and ideal self is what perfectionists focus on excessively. So, um, as I said, as a perfectionist, 
you focus on what separates you from where you are now to becoming that perfect version of yourself. And that is the difference between your real self and your ideal self. To make it more complicated, there is a third self, which is the so-called should-be self. And it represents all the expectations other people and society have of us. For instance, this could be a role that we have as a parent or a child, a sibling, a friend, a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other. All of those roles come with certain expectations and responsibilities. And while we are trying to become our perfect self from our real self, we also have to take into account that um, should be self. So it's always an interaction between the three of them and very often it's not possible to cover them all. It's either that we're not able to become our ideal self in a certain situation or maybe the self we want to be, our ideal self, doesn't align with the expectations other people have of us. And we cannot realize this in the end. So we need to find a way that all three of those selves are included into what we end up doing. In order to do that, it's very important for us to be aware of things. I feel like I can't ever stress that enough. But it's very, very hard to work towards something if we're not aware what we actually want. So it's crucial for us to determine, first of all, the values we have. That might be um, love or trust or being good at work or whatever you do. And knowing those values and having them written down somewhere can help so much, especially when you're at a point where your motivation is not especially high and you start doubting why you're doing certain things. It's very, very good to have um, your set of values you can always come back to. Second of all, um, it's important to have goals in mind. I actually sit down every couple of weeks and write down my short-term and long-term goals. I mean the long-term goals don't really change that much but the short-term goals do and I hate doing it to be honest. I feel ridiculous when I sit down and do this and I think it's silly but it has such a benefit. I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't believe in it and just as um, writing down your values can help remind you of where you want to go, writing down your goals can too. And with writing down your goals, I don't mean just writing down a final destination. For example, becoming a very famous lawyer or becoming rich or something. Mm. It's important to also, I mean, this can be your goals, 
but you need to write down steps you want to take in order to get to your goal. And this is your short-term goals. For instance, I'm um, one of my long-term goals is being fit all my life. And I have a wider short-term goal, which is running a half marathon. However, my goal for this week is not the half marathon itself. It's right now going for a run four times a week. And I know that for me, this is something that is doable. So I'm not going to be overwhelmed by this goal. I know I can do it. Accomplishing it will actually motivate me. And um, staying consistent with it does help me get closer to my final goal, which is running the half marathon and ultimately staying fit all my life. And um, I hope this example helps you understand a bit that um, setting goals doesn't mean you are restricting yourself or you're boring or you're too strict, but it can actually, if you set realistic goals, it can be such a crucial tool um, towards actually achieving what you want to achieve. One more thing that is very, very important for perfectionists is to know that it does make a big difference whether we decide voluntarily to do something or if we feel forced to do so. There is lots of psychological research that suggests if we have to go through something hard, and I'm going to be honest here, for example, the running or any goal you set for yourself that differs from what you have been doing in the past is going to be hard in some way because if you haven't done it before there is a reason you haven't and usually that's because it's not the most comfortable and easiest thing to do so if you set that goal for you you know that it's going to involve some hardship to get to this place you want to get to and if you consciously decide that doing this is what you want and you keep this perspective on it, it is shown in research that you're less likely to become depressed by it or have it negatively affect your mood and actually you're more likely to succeed. Um, on the other hand, if you feel forced into something, for instance, just, just let's take um, the same example. If you feel like every time you work out, it's just because you have to, because if you don't, you're not loved or you're not good enough or any other excuse our minds tend to make up for why we have to do something, this is connected to depression and ultimately failure because if we get overwhelmed with the goals and if we feel forced into it against our will, I can tell you that you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve in the end. So it's very, very important that you keep in mind um, that your goal should um, be something you're committing to out of your free will. If you commit to one goal and you realize over time that 
you never really enjoy doing it and that you actually over a long period of time always have to force yourself into doing it maybe it's just not the right goal for you if i was to hate running to come back to my example and would have to really force myself into doing it every single time i would reconsider my goals to be honest and it's not always fun i'm being honest here so sometimes i have to force myself but i know myself well enough to say that in general it's something i enjoy doing and i know that if i run i'm going to feel great afterwards so this is enough motivation for me to do it and this is how i know um that this goal is suitable for me however if a goal only stresses you i suggest that's not the right goal for you and it doesn't mean you failed at doing it it just means that you tried something and you figured out it wasn't for you which is good because you learned and now you know one more thing about yourself which is what we're all here for i guess the last thing i really wanted to include into this episode is kind of my rule of thumb that determines whether something is out of my own free will and a goal is good for me on the long term or if it's not that way so i live by the phrase pretty much that things always need to feel okay at least so i've made some experiences that made me learn that i need to protect myself from things that don't feel okay at least so all the things i do might be hard and maybe exhausting and are not always fun but they're at least okay so everything i do is bearable if you know what i mean so if i really don't enjoy something i don't do it and there is always another way so if you're really unhappy with what you do it's not the right thing for you i can promise you that i learned it from my own experience and you are going to feel trapped every single day doing what you don't like so i suggest you just do something else and again it doesn't mean you failed it just means that you learned that one certain goal just wasn't for you of course some things are really not nice to do and we still have to do them so to make it a bit easier there's some psychological research that says if we need to go through something that we really don't enjoy it's easier for us if we know when it's going to be over maybe you've seen movies where people in prison um count the days that they've been in and how many days they still have to go and this is proven to have positive effects on one's mood and eventually on how we perform in achieving our goals So if there's something you really need to do and you really don't want to do, I suggest you set yourself a timer or um just make a plan that 
clearly states when to start and when to stop. First of all, this prevents um, procrastination, which is very hard to avoid, especially for me. I don't know. I feel like many perfectionists tend to procrastinate just because they think that there might be a better moment to do something. There's not going to be. So if there's something you don't want to do, I can promise you there's not going to be a moment um, that's better to do it than right now. So setting a timer can help so much. At least for me, it did help so much. When I need to study, for instance, I always set a timer either for an hour or one and a half. And I tell myself to concentrate right now, which is pretty hard for me, to be honest. I can't sit down and focus on one thing for too long but I make myself do it for the hour and then I do something else and I found that by doing this I save so much time because before I was procrastinating I was sitting down I was being distracted I was talking to people around me I was getting up making coffee whatever I was just not focusing on the actual task I was willing to do and now that I found this method um, works for me, it has made such a difference. So I would like to recommend this as well because I think it's such a cool hack to um, make the unbearable more bearable somehow. Now we've reached the end of this first episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks if you listened until now. And sorry again for the audio quality. I'm going to buy a microphone at some point. But I just wanted to get started on this because I was so excited. And I hope you enjoyed again. And I will see you next week. Bye bye.